Audio Wrangling is a sister site to Audio Angling, which allows people with angling and related topics to express them freely as an insight into what some of the issues were in the early part of the 21st century. My name is Phil Williams and this is a 2014 recording with Danny Parkins. Not to put too fine a point on things, people can often be their own worst enemies. In particular, anglers who get the public's back up, members of the public for getting anglers' backs up, and let's not forget the Green Lobby, whose actions at times get everybody's back up. Let's start with anglers as their own worst enemy. Sometimes I can totally see why anglers get a bad name. I mean, I walk the canals, I walk the rocks, you see line left everywhere, the bins overflowing with rubbish. And obviously, we're out there to enjoy the countryside and the rivers. We've got as much access as they have, and we've got as much right as they have to be there sometimes. When I see this rubbish left everywhere, and mess left everywhere, and hooks and line all over the show, that, for me, really bugs me, and I can see why the public get their backs up about it. Everyone's quick to label everyone as bad in any given situation in life, so you can see why anglers can be frowned upon sometimes when you've got tins of lunch and meat left all over the bank, or even packets of lures, especially sea fishing, you go down there, you've got packets of mackerel feathers everywhere, boxes of squid stinking out everywhere, fish guts all over the piers, you can totally see why the public do get a bit annoyed with people, and for me, it's um something that anglers should always actively do, carry a plastic bag in your back pocket and take your rubbish home with you, it's not hard is it? That aside, there are also potential dangers to people, especially children, not to mention dogs and a whole array of wild animals and birds. 100% yeah, and I've witnessed it full on, I mean, you can really cause a lot of damage, I mean, hooking your dog, is, that's not cheap to take that to the vets, or say, cut yourself on a tin, walking down the beach and you stand on something when you're barefoot, you don't want to hook in the bottom of your foot, nor do you want to cut yourself on a packet of sabiki feathers that have rusted and been thrown onto the side, so yeah. You've got to think for yourself. At the end of the day, as anglers, we're privileged to be able to fish in places that not necessarily you'd think. I mean, national trust grounds, private property. If we continue to leave this mess and leave these eyesores all over the place, then these privileges are going to get taken away. There's no denying it. Simple as. I fish a lot of national trust ground while I'm sea fishing. I would be trespassing on a lot of ground if the national trust took that away from us because you've got no other way of getting down to it. We're lucky enough to be allowed on these beautiful venues, but if people ruin that by leaving their rubbish everywhere and litter and hooks, line, especially line, plastics, because plastic doesn't rot anymore. I mean, you've got braids and line everywhere, and some of the venues are, is disgusting. You, you down there, it is awful. And if we don't buck our ideas up and stop that, then these private landowners and these associations have every right to stop anglers fishing there, and they have no fault but their own to blame for that. What about the public getting anglers' backs up? Yeah, yeah. You'll be pike fishing, and I, I, we had this not that long ago, and even non-anglers, you get it all the time, trying to scare the fish, and nine times out of ten, that's not true, but it's always nice to see it. We were pike fishing on the Exeter Shipping Canal, and a young couple were walking in front of us with their dog, slinging their ball in and chucking sticks in, literally right up to six, seven foot away from me, and you're having a bloody great collie cross, jumping in, splashing it in, and I had stopped fishing, I was ready to move, I was kind of cautiously waiting for them to come past, but they didn't know that. There was two fishermen sitting there fishing, and they allowed their dog to jump in. Again, with kids throwing stones in. We were on Portland the other day, and there was a group of guys, and I really did feel sorry for them. I was ras fishing with my friend Andy on the, on the rocks there, in the pulpit on Portland, and there was a family of kids, so four or five of them, mum and dad, and a dog. They clambered across the rock ledge above us. We thought, oh, how did they get down here? 
They carried on walking all the way down the ledge, and there was a load of guys, just general sea fishing, in a big gully, totally secluded, out of everyone's way. This family pitches up right next to them on this gully. All the kids put wetsuits on and jump, and I mean literally jump like in between their floats. And within ten minutes, these poor lads, who were probably having a great day, the sun was out, they were really enjoying themselves, packed up and left. And I was just thinking, it just made me so cross. I was like, you just wouldn't dream of doing that and behaving like that. These parents and these children were not aware of any situation of why they were doing something wrong, and that really got me going, so... Consideration for others. And finally, conservationists for promoting the well-being of otters and other destructive predators. <laughs> it's a vicious circle, isn't it? Where do you start and where do you finish with it? I guess it's about mediating the two people and, and wildlife. Is there an answer to how we fix this and, and how we continue with it? And honestly, I think, as it stands at the moment, no. It's hard. To the public, they are fuzzy, friendly animals. They are very nice to see. It is really nice to walk to a venue and see wild otters there, especially down here where they've been returned back to venues. I mean, I know a venue that has been decimated, a well-known carp venue, and you can't catch a fish in there now because it's just been completely otted out. And the public don't see that side of it. The anglers don't tend to have a voice when it comes to these sort of things. Yes, it's lovely to see the otters back in, and the public would probably love it, but to the angler that pays his however much a year to fish that lake, and the landowner that relies on the anglers to pay a bit of money every year towards his fishing lakes, they're never going to get that back. They may put otter fences up, but they still get in there. You go in there now, and you'll see carp carcasses and big perch carcasses all over the place. Um, it's a real shame, but as to how we deal with it and how we manage it, it's one I'm not sure what to do with, because it's the moral high ground. Anglers versus the public. For me, the governments and the local authorities are always going to have the voice, because whether we like it or not, anglers are a, a lesser of a voice in the public. I think possibly it may be something that we may just have to put up with. Hopefully not, but how I see it, that's where it's going. And there's talk I hear in your neck of the woods of reintroducing the European beaver. In part, they say, as some sort of response to the terrible flooding of the Somerset levels last winter. Actually, funny enough, not that far from me, there is one of the rivers, I think it might be the otter it's actually called, yeah, I believe it is, River Otter. And they actually release beavers on there. There's a lake, and it, it's been seen now. They've escaped and they've travelled to other valleys and causing problems already. I think it's great to see them back. But again, there needs to be some sort of management. Not just stick them in a protected area, away from humans, which is good, but there should be some sort of protection, not only for the beaver, but the humans as well. Because if they flood the valleys or they block up the drainage systems, then it's going to cause big problems, especially with we've had this the last few years, such serious flooding down here in the southwest. Without the beavers causing more problems, then yeah, there needs to be more thought put into it to just let these friendly, fuzzy animals back into the wild. They've not been there now for a, a good number of years. They have to take into consideration the returning of these animals and what it's going to do to a settled lifestyle around there now. Only time will tell with them, so. Perhaps then we're in need of a call. Beavers, otters, insensitive people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of all stupid people. Get rid of all the stupid anglers. Get rid of all the stupid animals. I'll be left, but not too many other people. And I'll be able to carry on with my fishing in peace and quiet. 